People always ask how I balance my family life with 400 shows a year. I'm just doing what I love with the people I love. It's my magic life. I like Wes Isley. I like everything about him. All right, today is going to be an awesome show. I'm so excited to learn more about this guy. I've known this guy, shoot, I don't know, 10 years now, um, but we've never met in person. He is a friend of like everybody famous in magic. He is a friend of everybody in magic. He's my friend, yet we've never met. Um, he is a rock and roll magician. He has uh, McCall in his show. He has reptiles in his show. He's got Twinkies in his show. Um <laughs> He's awesome. The, the stuff that he posts on Facebook, I'm always following him. Um, uh, everybody, it's Steve Chesaday. Chesaday, everybody. Woo! Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? I don't want to give away too much, man, but I am super excited about today. What is, um, I know your stage name is Chesaday. Do people call you Steve or Chesaday? Oh, Steve, well, <laughs> Steve when I'm not in the outfit. How's that? All right, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, as soon as you mention Twinkies, they know who you're talking to. Well, you have to explain the outfit now. You're not dressed like Little Debbie. Uh, no, no, no. But we, yeah. I, uh, from the start, I always did things a little different. Um, uh, I wore, well, let's see. When I started, what was I wearing? I remember wearing the tuxedo shirt, the tuxedo t-shirt. And then I had sequins all over it. And then from there, then I had a costume made. It was dress pants, but then I had some crazy shirt made. Uh, then we went to spandex and leather, and, uh, you know, it was, it was all, all about rock and roll, you know. So, yeah, and then over the years, I've toned it down. I mean, I'm, I'm in my 50s now, and uh, uh, <laughs> the spandex is a little snug, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, so we wear leather. I wear leather most of the time. Little toasty in the summer, but well, Alex Cooper hasn't toned it down. There's no reason to tone it down. Come on, man. Rock and roll is for life, man. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's when you're appealing to a family audience. It, it, you know, it's, it's a funny thing because I mean, I my good friend Dan Sperry. Uh, here's a good example. Um, he he would wear a tailcoat and and, and the uh, the ruffled shirt on stage, and then when we would go out to eat afterwards. He would dress like a goofball, okay? And and I kept telling him, like, why don't you just wear that on stage and be yourself, you know? And sure enough, he did, and look what happened. The, the problem being is when you do the rock and roll thing, sometimes you do paint yourself into a corner because you can't sell yourself to as wide of an audience. I mean, Dan has done well, but he's going to scare away some people with, you know, right. all that stuff. Uh, like, for instance, my mother, you know, she knows Dan. She, she thinks he's crazy on stage or whatnot, but she knows what a good person Dan is off stage. Well, da Dan with his you know, Disney stuff. That, you go, oh, my God, what's that about, you know? So I've toned it down. I still wear, I wear leather pants and a leather vest and flames and stuff like that. But I want to appeal to a family audience, you know, that kind of thing. Back when I was younger, it was more about being in your face. I was like... I'm gonna make magic cool again, and this is what I'm doing. Now, now it's 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 more about selling me. I want them to like me for who I am, not not what I'm wearing. And that's 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 key. You know, that's that's what I'm selling myself. I want you to want to see me for who I am, not what I'm wearing. You know what I mean? Well, when you yeah. say when you say, uh, hey, I want the rock and roll magician, or hey, I want Chesaday. Right, right. That's different because other people can put on spandex, but if they want Chesaday, there's only one. Oh yeah, well there's that. I mean, there's you know, there's only a few guys that kind of fall into the rock and roll category. I mean, there's me, there's Michael Trix, uh, Franz Ferrari used to do kind of a rock and roll thing, and um, you know, I, you know, it is what it is. Um, but we have fun with it. I mean, that, the, the main thing is we're up there having fun. You see me having fun. The audience is going to have fun too, and that's that's what I'm all about. Yeah. Well, let's let's go back to the very beginning. How did you get started in magic? That's a good question. Um, you see, when I was younger, I, I was very influenced by uh, a show. Uh, it was H.R. Puffin stuff. Okay. And it was a, a '70s show, 
and they had puppets and, and different, different things in there. And um, uh, so I, I was playing with puppets at the time. Then, um, uh, but I was also very naturally curious. Uh, so I would take things apart to see how they worked. And this curiosity, you know, I drove my parents nuts. I was taking the TV apart to see what it was like inside, you know, just crazy stuff. But then came around uh, TV magic cards. And I'm like, what's this about? And then I would see Wizzo on the Bozo show. Well, sure enough, that was Marshall Brodine, um, you know, a world-famous magician who also put out TV magic cards, TV magic kits. And um, I got hooked. You know, I was like, oh, my God, it, this is everything. You know, and, and, and again, I love to see how things work. Uh, you know, on a, on a daily basis, just wherever we're at, if something is of interest, I got to see how it works. And if you talk about uh, being fooled, boy, if you can fool me, oh, my God, that is the best feeling in the world. I, oh, I love being fooled, but it doesn't happen often. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. I've been around magic so much. I've seen so much magic, and uh, it takes a lot to fool me. But when it, when you do, oh, man, oh, do I like that. Um, I'm trying to think what... Fooled me not too long ago. Mm, eh, it's been a while, <laughs> but but like I said, I enjoy it. And sometimes, I, I mean, I'm, I'm watching an online magic convention. It's a three day convention going on right now. And sometimes it's for magicians. We get fooled by a nuance. Like I thought you were going to do that move, but you did that. What was that? Wait yeah, a second. Yeah. And then you think about it, and you're like, oh, that's what he did. Where everybody else is like, yeah. it's the same trick, but we're lost in nuances sometimes as well is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. No, I get, you know, it's, it's just it, when something new comes along, boy, if it fools me, boy, that makes me crazy. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why, that's why we're in magic. I mean, I love props. Uh, I'm a woodworker, so I mean, I build a lot of my own props or remake, you know, different props, uh, you know, to my liking. Um, you know, even even the origami box, I mean, I, you know, I, I took and I did things to that to make it, you know, uh, my own, you know, as far as how certain things work and stuff like that. Uh, but I got a lot of toys. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. But, well, you need to put pictures yeah. of your warehouse up. You need to put pictures... Uh, I need I need to see you. I need the performance videos. I need more. I, I get I get a lot well, of grocery you know, store photos. There's some stuff online, but I've just kept it online or offline because I mean it's just I want you to see me live and in person. That's that's the best way magic is is seen. Um, there's stuff out there. I mean, we I, I have some crazy video from a while ago, but it's got some fun stuff on there. But I'm best to see live. It's more fun that way, and and that's the way magic should be. Like, uh, you know, I, I know you're talking about all these online things and the Zoom shows and all this stuff. I have steered clear of all that. It's not my thing, you know what I mean? It's like I'm one of the older, older time, old school guys that that's not my thing, you know, and I just put it aside. Um, you know, and of course, this past year has just been very challenging for all of us, but I'm sure we'll get into that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been, it was crazy for all of us, and I stayed back for... You know, everybody was doing it, and I think I stayed out of it for a month, and I was totally against it. And then I got hired for a gig, and they said, no, we really want it. And, uh -huh. Steve, it's different. I'm not trying to be silly about it. It's not the same. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not the same. I don't have um, – I just saw Stuart McDonald do his, and um, he has a laugh track. So when he says a joke, there is laughter. Oh. It's audibly. You hear the laughter, which makes sense. Yeah. You don't hear them. Yeah. You don't see – I mean – Natalie has to show me them clapping, or I have to not look at the camera and look over at the other camera to see them clapping. It's totally different, but during yeah. the pandemic, it was good for them to be able to have live magic. And, you know, yeah. some of these shows that yeah. we did, I had a family reunion show where Grandma was in Hawaii, somebody else was in Utah, somebody else was in Virginia, somebody else was in Kentucky, and everybody got to get together. They talked beforehand, and they talked about my show after you don't have that in a regular gig. They couldn't afford to do no, that family reunion. No. That was neat. No, but for the ones who have, who have done this, like my, my buddy Bill Cook, boy, he's got a set up in his studio with all these, you know, cameras and all this technology. And 
problem being he, I have a good quiet space here anymore because I have a, a macaw in the other room that screams and then I have a, a two-year-old German shepherd so right now I'm, I'm locked up in my bedroom <laughs> this is the only quiet space I have at the moment uh, so if I were to do a zoom show it would be from my bedroom <laughs> <laughs> that could be different that could be different and yeah yeah um, so, Well, and the other thing is, it's a rock and roll magic show from the bedroom. I mean, come on, man. It doesn't get any more rock and roll than that. It could take on a whole new meaning. (laughs) Well, my wife is in love with your German Shepherd. She just thinks it's adorable. She grew up with a German Shepherd. Yeah. Killing me. Oh, my God. My my other Shepherd was 13 and a half years old. And he was a show dog. And he was the most docile, gentle Shepherd you could ever have. This one, uh, Walter, <laughs> he's a monster. Aww. And uh, my most my most challenging shepherd. I mean, because I, I was I was in show training. I mean, I did all this stuff, and this guy, oh, he just doesn't want to listen. But but he's he's good. I mean, he's you know, he's just it's just a, a different dog, but uh, a handful. Um, but he's actually named after one of my uh, magic mentors. So I well, had a friend. His name was Walter Shepherd. And he was from Ohio. Uh, he was a builder, a performer, and he taught me how to build. He taught me how to paint. Um, he was just—he was an amazing guy. He built some of the finest magic. Like if you look up Walter Shepard magic, there'll be pieces that'll pop up. You know, some Google Google images or whatnot. But um, he was one of the finest builders. Uh, but he taught me how to wet sand, and uh, I mean, oh, it's just amazing stuff. And uh, so he passed away a number of years ago, but I thought, you know, this would have been a fun way to honor him. And I named, uh, you know, the new shepherd, Walter Shepherd, a fun play on words. That, that's oh, awesome. That's right. Shepherd is S-H-E-P-P-A-R-D. That's how Walter, the, the real Walter, <laughs> had spelled it. Uh, so that's why it was just kind of a fun play on words. But did he sell all over? Or was he a regional guy? You were talking about growing up watching H.R. Puff and stuff. That came on. I'm a little bit younger than you, but that uh-huh. would come on. That would come on reruns before our school bus came. So I, I would see that oh, in reruns. Um, yeah. But yeah. Bozo's Super Sunday Show here in Virginia. I don't. I think you got it. Maybe just Sunday mornings, and we got like an edited edition or one episode Sunday mornings here. But um, I was talking yeah, to. Was, that was, was that our Bozo? See, I don't. I don't know. There were a number of bozos across the country, but the Bozo Super Sunday show was probably out of Chicago. Yes. And it was Joey Diori, uh, which was this, our second bozo. Okay. See, I know all this stuff, too, because I, I grew up with it, and I was on the bozo show, uh, bozo circus at the time. I was on there probably a dozen times 
uh, over the you know a number of years. So I, I remember being with Bob Dell maybe once or twice, which is the original bozo, which was the best bozo of, of them all. Uh, and then I worked with Cookie and Wizzo. Uh, Wizzo was Marshall Brodeen, uh, you know, again a very well-known magician. Uh, and a Who we recently lost. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I was a good friend of his, and I would still go. I would visit him every other month at the. Uh, he was at a a home for Alzheimer's, but he still remembered me by name up until the very end. Wow. No joke. I would go there, and he would go, Chesaday, how did you find me? You know, and he said it like that, and it was the funniest thing, and I always got a kick out of it. But I would bring some magic, and even up until a couple months before he passed, he would still try to um, back palm the cards, uh, or oh, he even did the sponge balls. I brought sponge balls, and he did that for the, you know, the lady serving him his food. And, and she screamed, because, you know, they... One ball turned into two and then to three, and she screamed. And, oh, everybody, you know, got a good laugh out of it because, you know, they only knew by chance, you know, he was did a little magic or something. And some didn't know at all. But, uh, but boy, he, he was a dear friend of mine, and I miss him. He was just a, oh, just a very interesting character. I mean, he started out with the sideshow, um, traveled with an alligator, uh, or a lady with an alligator. I mean, just all, all these crazy stories. He even did some magic for the uh, the mob here in Chicago, uh, which wow, <laughs> which is hilarious. That's crazy. Well, a gig's a gig. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, That's crazy. Jackie Cerrone. That was who it was. Uh, and and what, what's funny is Jackie Cerrone lived kitty corner to one of my uncles, uh, my on, on my dad's side. So. So, you know, it was just kind of family, you know. <laughs> I, I guess I performed for him, too, at some of the family parties. So, so fun stuff. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. He had, I, I saw his house on, like, YouTube or something, and they toured his magic room. I mean, he had some collection, too. It was... Yeah, he had a magic museum set up in his basement. And what was funny is his wife, Mary, wouldn't allow any of the magic posters upstairs because they had... Uh, the devils on them and stuff like that so that all had to stay downstairs and it was hilarious and you know he had to follow the rules but uh, but yeah he had a real nice collection of posters and um, I think most of the collection went to uh, a, a dear friend of his in I think Texas I forgot you know by name but I think you know one of the friends of the family bought the entire collection or what was left of it uh, except for a couple of pieces there was a uh, Oh, I made Marshall a blade box. Uh, I duplicated a blade box he had in the 60s, and then I updated it with some, some of my own, you know, uh, updates. And that went to Terry Evanswood. So, so Terry's got that and still performs that in his show every once in a while. Wow. I, you know, and I do have, I have many friends, you know, throughout the magic community, and I'm very grateful for that, too. Because, I mean, I, you know, I've been in this for a long time, and um, you know, I, you know, Terry. Terry grew up in my area. Um, he, he's just a couple towns over, but uh, he used to come over. Uh, his dad would drop him off before he could even drive, you know. And uh, so I'm just a couple years older than Terry, uh, but, uh, but that's how long I've known him. And uh, oh, yeah, no, just you know, I got all kinds of friends. Well, I mean, Dance Barry, Jessica Jane, yep. Terry Evanswood, Eric Olson, Michael Tricks, just to name oh, a few. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Eric, Eric, that must be who suggested to get me on the show, because I enjoyed listening to the podcast with him on there. Yeah, oh, I've known Eric forever. Well, he was also talking about the uh, the, the Bozo show and saying you were on here, yeah. and I said, I got to get, yeah. I, I wanted to get you on just because, I mean, it, yeah. it, interesting rock and roll magic, why not? Let's just try this out. It's awesome, yeah. and, and you're a cool dude. I know you are. Wow. 
Now, the snakes didn't freak yeah. out the kids in the audience? You what, what? The snakes didn't freak out the little kids in the audience? No, you know, I, I always got good reactions um, from that. Because I, I always figured if you're going to produce an animal um, instead of a bunny, boy, you're going to get a better reaction out of a snake, you know? So You get a reaction. Had, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so I, I had a python. What was funny is I put an ad in the paper, in my local paper, to... to rent a python or something to that effect and I found a family that had a, a Burmese python at the time was probably a couple years old and it might have been about six feet long and uh, we would use it in the show and then I'd bring it back home to them no big deal and uh, so over the years they wound up I think they had, they wound up having a child and they asked if I wanted to, uh, to buy the snake and I'm like yeah let's do it you know so I had him, I had, and, and Monty, his name was Monty, he lived to about 25 years old. Uh, I had a bow constrictor uh, named Snuggles, and, oh, she was awesome. And uh, we would use Snuggles for, it was called the Kyber Cobra, a mechanical snake in the box. Right. And um, it, would, it would find your card. Um, and then afterwards, we would switch it out for the real snake and then pull that out of the box and, you know, boy, that was a good effect. Um, well, so, nobody, I mean, so yeah, so we did if that. you did that at a magic convention, the magicians would fall on the floor because no one does that. No one's, no one does the Cobra, you know, card trick and, and has a real snake. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I mean, that was my thing. I mean, I, I like to put a, a, a new twist on things and, um, I, you know, I don't know where I came up with that, but I mean, yeah. Oh, when I was younger, I had a fear of snakes. Because I remember like a, a, maybe a garden snake or something going at me when I was young. And uh, it was just one of those things that overcome my fears. Um, I started looking into snakes. I was even looking into getting a bat at one time. Because <laughs> um, I figured doves don't make any sense for as far as I'm concerned. I mean, magicians use the doves. But it, the only reason it makes sense is because they're white, bright. And they're, they're, you know, it's, it's a simple... Well, it's also, uh, they, they, you know, when you put them in a, in a, in a, in a I, I don't want to, I don't reveal too much. Yeah. yeah, they have more yeah. feathers. They appear bigger than they really are. They, they puff yeah, up. But, yeah, but, but the thing of it is, is why would a rock and roll magician have a dove? You know, he would have a bat, you know. Uh, but you, you actually really can't own a pet because it's a mammal. But, uh, but I did look into it. Um, and then it would be black black on stage doesn't show up so that didn't make any sense either but um and it's not going to flap its wings like a dove it's not going to do it's not going to do dove things yeah no no but then but it would be interesting though uh but then we did get a a a blue and gold macaw uh one one of my girlfriends you know she wanted a macaw as a pet and i'm like all right well we'll get the macaw we'll put it in the show so on and so forth but little did i know how much work a macaw is and um, so she was just, oh my God, just, you know, we had a, we had the bag and all that stuff and I had a, a special table that I built and it was just, oh my, you know, it's enough work putting on an illusion show and then you got to deal with this, this, this monster too. So a three-year-old, so a constant a three-year-old. She's in her cage, you know? Yeah. And she's, God, my, my bird will be 25 years old now. Wow. So, a 25-year-old three-year-old is what it is. Yes. In a cage, there, right. there are lots of work. Like I have both doors closed right now because she just, you know, every once in a while, just she'll just scream for no reason. But but you know, otherwise she's nice. I mean, it's just you know, we play, and then I have to manage her and the dog and all that stuff. So so, so you your bozo appearances are they online anywhere? Can we see those anywhere? Do you have tapes of those? Um, you know, I don't know if they're on on YouTube and stuff. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm an old Apple guy, but I just, I don't know if much of that, you know, I have them on VHS here and there. I, I don't know if they're on, but yeah, I'll have to look at that. I want to see but, them. If you um, find it, send me links. You wish, which? Yeah, if you, if you find your appearances on Bozo, oh, I'd love yeah, to yeah. see it. I'd love to see it. So, yeah, um, you do family <laughs> shows, library shows. You do restaurant magic as well, right? I've done it all. I mean, um, so I'm based here in Chicago, and uh, we, we used to travel, we traveled throughout the Midwest, 
Uh, there were four of us that would pile into my old Chevy van, and we did just about every magic convention in the area. Um, now I'm based more, you know, out of Chicago. Uh, we'll still do some road trips here and there, uh, but most of my work is for family audiences, and um, even during the week I'll have a couple of restaurants. Uh, what was funny is one of my friends got me involved in restaurants because I was like, ah, oh, that's not my thing. He goes, yeah, but I... You know, I need somebody to fill in for this date, and I'm like, all right, all right. You know, so, you know, so then I, I, I actually picked up close-up magic, you know, later in life, because, I mean, that wasn't my thing. I always did, uh, I was doing, like, the zigzag when I was 13 years old. I mean, that's, I was doing the big stuff back then, which was insane, you know. Um, wow. But, uh, yeah, so I, I did restaurants, I did, um, you know, and I still do the family parties or whatnot, but... Uh, most of my work, like right now, well, I mean, we're getting back to work, which is a good thing. Uh, but I'll do two or three shows, you know, on a Saturday, two or three shows on a Sunday. And I always made good money doing that, you know. Uh, it's, it's slowly coming back, obviously. Um, oh, last weekend I did seven shows. So, that's great. And that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, that's how I work. Cause, I mean, because I got it down to a science. I mean, I can do shows two hours apart within a 30-minute drive, and there's usually plenty of work within the uh, suburbs of Chicago. Um, I don't go in the city. It's just it's just too complicated because one job in the city will eat up your whole day with the traffic and all that stuff. Yeah. Because actually traffic's back to normal out here. I, well, I got stuck in traffic yesterday going to the airport, so... Okay. That's is that that's not a good thing though. I mean, it's good that it's back to normal, but traffic's back to normal. Great, right? Oh, it's horrible. Um, yeah. so I've never seen your act. I only know of you through Facebook and through you know talking to other magic friends and everything. Um, mm-hmm. you have this Twinkie and uh, Code Red Mountain Dew thing you're always doing on Facebook. Is Twinkie part of your show? Like Matt King does the Fig Newton? It, what's going on there? <laughs> or do you just like Twinkies? something i was thinking a long time ago you know trying to eat right and exercise i we do illusions where i fit in boxes so if i gain weight i don't fit in one of my boxes yeah. Oh yeah. and no, then and then i was thinking if i did something where you know i i did a did something in the show where i did cookies or something that would be my break <laughs> but then during the summer we had 183 shows june through august uh two years ago and it's like mm-hmm. That would be more junk food than I would normally eat if I was just eating whatever I wanted to eat. So you can't win, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, well, like I said, we, we, you know, we throw the Twinkies into the crowd. I don't wind up eating them or any of that. Oh, you don't even eat any. You don't eat one at all during the show. No, no, no. Okay. I thought you were doing it during a, during a song or something while you were setting up your next trick. No, no. No, you know, it's, 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 it's funny. Happened years ago. Um, I I don't even really eat Twinkies. I mean, I you know if it's a new flavor, I'll try one, and that's about it. You know, but but the idea is 
the Twinkies are it's a good projectile and nobody's going to get hurt. That's true. And, and it's all in good fun. Anything else you'd go, oh, wait, what? You know, or... Uh, yeah, no. suckers, lollipops, that's not good. Yeah, no, no, I mean, it's just... How could anybody get injured with a Twinkie right. being lobbed at them? But I've done it, you know, I've done it for years and uh, it's, you know, they come to expect it. If I don't do it, then there's going to be a problem, so... Is it the halfway? Is it the halfway point of your show, or is it? Uh, do you have a yeah. couple of them, or is it just one no, Twinkie no, break? No, 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 just one. <laughs> one Twinkie break. Yeah, it's using your usually towards the end because you know then everybody kind of gets nutty, you know, and um, but yeah, but it's it's, it's there. Yeah, it's, yeah, we usually put it towards the end because then this way you know uh, we're we're almost done. So. But, so uh, um, yeah. I know you became good friends with Marsha Brodeen. I, I could talk to you an hour just about Marsha Brodeen stories. Yeah, I'm out it into it. That'd be awesome. Um, what about what about Doug Henning? I know you're a big fan. Did you ever meet him? Oh, oh, that's that's the one I grew up with. Yes, Henning. You know, Henning was on TV and had a huge influence on me in many ways. Um, not only his looks. I mean, you know, I enjoyed. You know, he dressed different. Uh, and his long hair. I mean, I still have, you know, shoulder-length hair, and um, it, it gives me my magical powers. Uh, that's... <laughs> I'm kidding. But, uh, uh, but yeah, no, the, the, the Henning was there just at the right time, and he always respected his audience. And I always found that very interesting, you know, because, I mean, there are all this, these new illusions in a different way. But when I saw him live, he never made fun of anybody. He never picked on anybody. He always treated everyone with respect. Um, it reminds me of a story where he got an autistic person from the audience. This was at a live show, and the poor guy couldn't say his name. You know, he, he invited him on stage, and Doug asked him his name, and, and the poor guy couldn't speak. And he said, that's okay. We'll call you my special friend. And he invited him on stage without missing a beat. And I was just like, holy cow. And it's, um, it made a, a, a real good impression on me because it was like, holy cow, look at how he handled that. And I was like, that's how I want to treat my audience as well. I, would, I don't pick on anybody. And this was just like, holy cow. I, you know, I... That was a lesson to be learned. No. I, was, I was I had so much respect for him. I met Doug maybe maybe once or twice, just briefly, but um, very tiny man. Um, but a huge I, you know I'm a huge fan of his. I have I have I have some of his clothing, which is really wild. I got one of his jackets and a and a shirt and Whoa. a couple of props from the TV specials, just little things. But uh, they're a fun reminder. Uh, but yeah, he was my childhood hero. Him and um, and uh, Adam West, uh, Batman. <laughs> so, so that was kind of fun. That's, that's what I grew up with. Him, Batman. Oh, Evil Knievel too. Dude, oh, yes. Evil okay. Knievel. That's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, did yeah, you see the Johnny Knoxville? Did you see the Johnny Knoxville documentary? Uh, which one on Evil Knievel? Yeah. Maybe I'm not. Yeah, sure. it was. It was fun. Was it, recent? it was good. Uh, a couple of years ago, I uh, I think, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, evil, evil can evil was like a whole different thing. I mean, he was, you know, for back then it was, you know, it was pretty wild. No, but it was yeah. like it's like Houdini in a lot of ways with the marketing. Oh, I mean, yeah. the yeah. thing the thing oh. with him jumping Caesar's Caesar's uh, fountain, he just mm -hmm. he just started cold calling and saying, "Hey, um, I'm from such and such newspaper." Um, are you guys? Are, you guys are going to be covering it as well. I just want to make sure that um, you know we're not going to be in your way to film it. And then he called the other one and say, "Hey, I'm from such and such newspaper, and we're going to be there covering um, the thing." And you know, so then all yeah, these newspapers yeah. were calling Caesar, saying, "Hey, we're coming. Where do we park? Where do we go?" And Caesar's is like, "Well, I guess there's an event going on." That's how he got permission to do it. He just started calling newspapers saying he was doing it. And the crazy thing was he barely he barely ever ever landed it. It was all yeah. promotion. It was all ticket sales. It was yeah. all amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, he was he was, you know, back then it was pretty wild, especially what he accomplished over the time. 
Yeah, and he was on a big, heavy bike. I mean, it was a big Harley. It was never meant to jump over no. anything. No, no. So, and they go over that in the documentary as well. I, I have a bike. Do you do you ride a bike? No, 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 no. Yeah, but if you don't ride, you might not understand. But yeah, those things, yeah. they have no kind of suspension like that. I mean... No. no yeah. It's just, it's just a big, heavy bike. And he's, uh, you know, the poor guy crashed how many times, you know. <laughs> Almost every time. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my God. So... Anyway. Yeah, there's that. Anyway. Yeah. So what about... um. I don't know. Now I want to talk about these outfits you got from Bedell Kenning. Did you get those at a magic convention? Did you did you buy them at some kind of auction? How did you end up with his you know, clothes? It was, it was a while ago, but it was some sort of estate sale. And what was funny is, um, I I'm trying to think the the one the one jacket that I have is from uh, an appearance he did on the Regis Filmin show promoting the Wonder Wins which were the toys that he had back then. And nobody knew what it was until I saw it. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's the jacket. You know, so sure enough, you know, I put a bid on it and whatnot, and I got it. I don't I don't remember what it was, but, um, uh, but it's this crazy patchwork jacket. And it was done, you know. Um, I, have, I have the videotape of him on that show. Uh, the shirt I have is in a photo. Uh, it's a fringe leather shirt, and I actually have a photo of him wearing that. Um, I have a bottle of Doug's Magic Elixir, which was from one of the specials where he did the barricaded barrels. Uh, so, you know, so I mean, I have all these little bits and pieces. That's so uh, cool. And it was just a prop, you know, but I mean, it was from the show. And, um, well, yeah, yeah. No, there was, you know, Doug, Doug was my guy. And, uh, you know, he retired so young, and then he passed away so young, too, so that was kind of scary, you know, because he was only about 52, and I think so was Houdini, so that's scary, but, um, yeah. Wow, and they were both about the same size. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not real tall either, I'm, I'm about 5'6", so, right. so there's that. I'm 5'5", five five, so only the, only, oh, the cool, only the cool ones are short. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you have that jacket like in a, in one of those cool uh, framed picture frames? No, I have I have a, a mannequin, uh, 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 one of those half mannequins. And okay. I got that on there. That's so, awesome. Actually, I, I I put a picture of Jesse wearing it, little Jessica Jane. Oh, okay. It. So it's it's on Facebook somewhere. Like if you look around my photo shoot, you'll see her wearing this crazy jacket in my magic room. So. So how far? <laughs> yeah, a little Jesse. Little Jessie, I've known since she was like fourteen. Um, yeah, I've known her. God, you know, more than half her life. Is she from but, your area uh, as well? You know, she, she. So she would be out in the driveway with my girlfriend Carol, eating fire in the dead of winter. You know, with the neighbors looking on. You know, that kind of thing. So out here, that's perfectly normal. But that's me. Does Carol? Know. Does Carol eat fire? Well, she, yeah, yeah. She well, she does with Jessie. You know, she learned it from her. Um, my girlfriend does some of the circus skills. She does silks and the, uh, oh, the Lyra, you know, different things like that. She used to be part of a, a troupe called Triton Troopers out here in, you know, one of the suburbs. But it was a, a circus they would put on once a year. So she enjoyed being part of that. Uh, Jessie was with the Sideshow. I don't, you know, if you haven't, in, in, if you haven't, um, interviewed her she'd be a fun interview too who's that jessica yep yep no yeah i need to get her on here yeah 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 no she's she's fun i mean you know we're all interconnected little jesse'd go on trips with us we'd go to uh magi fest and so it was me her and carol you know on our little journey and uh we boy we had fun (laughs) you know it's been a while boy it's been so long since we've done anything it's killing me where is she at now? Is she in, is she in L.A. now? Um, yeah, she's based out of there now. I think that's where she's at now. She was here She, she was here in December. She stayed with us for a little bit. Okay. Um, oh, you know, speaking of conventions, before I forget, I've been part of the Abbott's Magic get-together for, um, well, I've been going there for probably 35 years, 
but I've been part of the stage crew uh, for 25 years. Uh, we've performed there, of course, you know, uh, you know, half a dozen times over the years. Uh, but my, you know, my claim to fame is I've been part of their stage crew, so I've worked with just about all the best names in the business. That's why I have so many friends, um, for instance, because uh, I'm working with them all day long. We rehearse, we do the show at night, and uh, it's a long day, but I get to know them on and off stage. And so, I mean, you know, I know all these guys, uh, you know. Uh, this year we're going to be working with um, Lance Burton, Matt right. King. Um, I, I mean, the lineup is insane. Uh, we performed there just the last convention, which was 2019, which was funny because it was Michael Tricks and me on the same show, uh, which, you know, you can't get better than that. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was the Rockstar Night of Magic, and uh, uh, that's what I pitched. And, he, you know, the guy who produces the show says, let's do it. And so Michael, Michael's a good friend of mine. He, um, uh, the first time we performed together was for my 50th birthday, which was in Florida uh, at Wizards Magic Theater, which was Eric's, you right. know, Eric's gig. And um, uh, so what we did is we pitched it, you know, the rock and roll night of magic. Uh, it was my 50th birthday. Uh, everybody got backstage passes and Twinkies. And uh, uh, so tricks opened for me, and then I did my thing. And then the next couple of days, there was probably a dozen of us that all went to the, you know, went to Disney afterwards. And, oh, my God, did we have a fun time. So, oh, yeah, Dan Sperry flew in. Uh, Jesse drove 12 hours to be there to surprise me. They were there in the audience. Wow. And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, Terry Ward was there. Um, uh, who else was there? Um, oh, my God. Now the names are starting to... Um, oh, oh, dang it. Oh, oh, I can't think of his name. Uh, but he's, you know, a couple of regulars at the Magic Castle. They were there. I'm like, oh, my God. So it was just... It, it was very memorable, and it was really nice because, I mean, Eric, uh, you know, went out of his way to, you know, uh, put on, you know, and then we had, they had a giant Twinkie cake afterwards, and, you know, just all this crazy stuff. So. That's awesome. That is sure so awesome. Fun. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, I saw pictures of you guys all at Disney, and I'm like, it was, it reminds yeah. me of when a magician gets married, all these magicians are at their wedding, you know, a famous magician gets married. <laughs> But that's what your that's what your fiftieth party was like because all these famous magicians are sitting down there hanging out and you know going to Disney and I'm like what is going on I didn't realize it was yeah. your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, it's it's pretty funny but pretty normal because uh, like you know Sperry's a big uh, Disney fan and uh, oh we, we had a blast. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. So is yeah, uh, is Abbott's this too. year? Is it sold out? You know, what they've been having, you know, it's been a game with the, the numbers, um, but I think they still have some registration available. They weren't selling individual tickets just yet, but things are starting to open up, and um, uh, so I, I think it, I think we'll be back to full capacity, I hope, um, which is, you know, probably over a 1,000 people in the auditorium. Uh, it's actually a... Uh, the show is at the high school. It's in a gymnasium, and we have an old stage, but we do the best we can. Uh, Colon, Michigan is a little Amish town of a thousand people, and then a thousand magicians come to town uh, for that week, and it's just, oh, it's just so much fun. For me, it's my home away from home, and it's like going back in time uh, because it, there's one flashing stoplight in the dead center of town, uh, it's just very simple. Uh, the Amish, you'll, you'll see them in the horse and buggy going down the street. Uh, everybody is so kind. Um, it's just, oh. And, and so we have an Abbott's Magic family. I mean, there's, you know, these people I've known for decades, you know, and it's just, we all enjoy each other's time. I work a lot because, you know, again, I'm, I'm backstage. Uh, so, I mean, we have rehearsal during the day. Uh, we might have a quick break and run the five-star pizza and then back to do the show. Um, but it's fun. I mean, I, I you know. Five-star pizza must must be cooking pizzas around the clock during that week. I mean, they must just. It's, oh, see, see, 
then I, I know the owner of Five Star. I mean, they're like family, too. And uh, he loves the magicians. He loves the town. And um, it's just it's just this little getaway um, for a lot, you know, a lot of people here in the Midwest. They go to Colon. Uh, they have a, a number of lakes in the area there. Uh, there's a lot of boating and fishing uh, that, you know, people do during the summer. Uh, and then Magic Week is just, you know, beyond compare, you know, with everybody, you know. You're going to see Lance Burton walking down the street, you know, that kind of thing. So That's amazing. It's going to be awesome. Wow. Yeah, this, this year sounds like an amazing opportunity. Yeah. I've never been. Natalie and I had a gig um, near Cedar Point. We were doing a beauty pageant circuit, and we worked all the state finals of all the beauty pageants all the way to, like, Louisiana. I don't know, East Coast all the way to Louisiana. And okay. um, we had a beauty pageant for the state finals in Ohio, and we went to Cedar Point. And we left Cedar Point, and we were like, how far away is Michigan? And you look at it on a map, yep. and you're like, it's not that far. And Cola, Michigan's yep. right there. Let's go. This is before Navigations. It's nine right. hours from Cedar Point. But we made it a day trip, and we got there right when Abbott's closed. We got to tour the graveyard. Yeah, it's a small town. Five-star oh, pizza, okay. one little diner. Okay. One little diner, five-star pizza. I mean, that's, that's yep. it. You know, a hairdresser on the side of the road. I mean, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. very yeah. small and the cool thing is, I tell people, everything in the town is magic-themed. I mean, they have magic, yeah, magic yeah. flower. Uh, the flower pots on Main Street are top hat. The flowers grown out of them. I mean... Yeah, you know what? Here's another funny story. I came up with the Magic Walk of Fame, which are the stars that you see on the sidewalk. Um, I, I, it, it popped in my head, but the idea was is to have any touring magic show come through Colin and honor them with a star. Like, so like if David Copperfield was traveling through town when he used to tour, that was kind of the idea. Uh, so in the, in the meantime, they do have stars for a lot of the number of, of magicians that have performed at Abbott's, including Harry Blackstone. And, uh, I, you know, I'm thinking, I, I, there's probably a dozen or more stars on the sidewalk. Uh, and then, there, you know, right there in front of Five Star Pizza, there's, I, I don't know whose star it is, but... But it was an actually that was actually my idea. Wow! Called the uh, the uh, Magic Walk of Fame, and um, and I pitched it, and they ran with it with the uh, it must be the city um, chamber of commerce or something like that. But uh, but it's a fun thing. But uh, that's where it came from. Yeah. Well, uh, you have your uh, highlighted your collection. It might be your uh, Doug Henning jacket and clothing items and props. One of the highlights of my collection cost me absolutely nothing. We were in Colon, Michigan, and we wanted to go see the graveyard. And um, we were out there, and some guy was hand-lettering somebody's uh, tombstone. And um, we were just walking around, taking pictures of different tombstones, and just seeing all the 28, 30 different magicians, famous magicians buried out there. And some guy said, uh, the guy that was lettering the gravestone said, uh, you guys looking for somebody? And we're like, no, we're magicians. We're just coming out here and seeing this. Oh, well, who's the biggest name out here, you think? I said, well, it's got to be it's got to be Blackstone. He said, well, hold on a second. He went to the trunk of his car and got onion skin paper and gave me a tracing of uh, Blackstone's grave. Rubbing. That, a rubbing. Uh, a rubbing that is probably yeah. uh, 30 inches by 50 inches. I don't know. It's yeah. huge. And... Um, I have it in my magic room upstairs, and it was just it was it was free and it's awesome. And that guy took the time out of his day to do that for yeah. us. And I actually knew Harry Junior, and I worked with him a number of times uh, there at Abbott's. And uh, it was it was funny. The first time I worked for him was with a, a concert thing. Um, oh, Jay Marshall was a good friend of mine. Wow. Uh, he, he had Magic Incorporated here in Chicago, and. Um, Jay told me, he goes, Harry wants to work with you on a project uh, with a, a rock band. Uh, and this was, you know, a number of years ago. And and here's Jay Marshall. He goes, this is Harry's number. He wants you to call him at home. And I'm like going, oh, my gosh. You know, because I was like, at the time, I'm like, I'm going to call Harry Blackstone at home, you know. Wow. And I'm like, I was freaking out, you know. But, um uh, but it was it was uh, he was doing a consultation for some rock bands at the time, and uh, so he paid me to go see uh, who was it at the time? Mm. Oh boy, yeah. it was it was you know, but it was, it was a while ago. But I so I, I worked with him on that, and then I would work with him at 
Abbott's, um, uh, one time they called me, he goes, hey, can we switch uh, Wednesday for Thursday? You know, because they had a scheduling conflict. So I did his Thursday night, uh, in, and he took my Wednesday when we were performing there. So it was kind of fun. So I had to fill in for, for Harry, <laughs> which, which again is pretty wild. Wow. Uh, but he was such a nice man. He's just a very gentle man off stage, and um, uh, and, and that's, that's that's one of the the, the amazing things is um, I get to know these performers personally off stage, and you know, and many of them are such good people. Um, Tom Mullica, Blackstone, um, oh my God, you know, I've, I've worked with you know, even a number of the the guys that uh, were on the Illusionists and stuff like that. We had a bow and arrow act. I forgot his name. I've seen so much. Ben Black. <laughs> um, it's hilarious, but um, you know, it's all kind of a blur because I've, I've worked with everybody. That's you know? amazing. That um, is so awesome. You know, it's, it's an honor, of course, and I uh, and I'm very thankful that I, I was asked to be part of the stage crew years ago. Uh, but I'm I'm part of the family there. I mean, it's just you know, I know Greg Bordner and Abbott. I mean, you know. I, I've been with them for you know thirty five years. I've do you have a there. Do you have a routine like a, a tradition, like a autograph picture with the guy, uh, some kind of tradition um, you do with all these acts that you help out? Yeah, well, you know, you know what's funny is I I usually don't bother people for their autographs. I mean, it's just I once I get to know them, they're my friend. Right. What, you know, what do I need their signature for? You know, I mean. I, yeah, yeah. I I'd rather get to know the person than have their signature. I don't know, just my thing. No, hey, I no. I get it. I just didn't know if you had a tradition with all these people. You know, I have a list of pictures of all these, you know, Tom Mullica yeah. and Jay Marshall, and you know. I, I mean, you know, and again, this has gone over so many years. I mean, I have pictures with some of my friends and whatnot. Usually, usually it's Carol taking the selfies and stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, well, you know, I mean, for out having fun, that kind of thing. But yeah, I don't bother people for autographs and stuff. I mean, if they're my friend, that's you know, that's all that matters. Well, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw you um, under the bus here for one second, or, or just uh-huh. surprise you with a question uh-huh. here, real quick. We got like five okay. minutes left. I want a okay. funny story or a disaster show business story. You got anything? I'm throwing it at you, man. I'm throwing it at you. It doesn't have to be yours. It could just be a funny show business story or a disaster oh. story. Well, I mean, I, I don't even know where to start. Oh, I got a fun one. Oh, no, that would, no I don't want to end with that. No, no. <laughs> I don't want to um, end with that. <laughs> I, I've been fortunate, you know, like I've done a number of shows with my buddy Dan Sperry. And um, what what's funny is just even being backstage with them because we were on a show not too long ago, a couple couple summers ago and it was a fundraiser for another friend of ours and um it was just everything was going wrong that day the uh, the theater was it's an old theater called the arcada and uh there was no air conditioning backstage um the stage manager didn't know magic uh so she the skate no <laughs> the stage crew didn't know magic so oh the, oh my god it was it was just one of those nightmare shows um the only thing i insisted on was closing the first half because this way we can pack during the last half of the show and get out of there on time because a big show you got big props it takes time uh, but dan was on the show and um oh my god there was <laughs> one of my friends trent um Trent Revis, he's going to be at Abbott's this year, actually. Um, I'll make it a positive story here. Uh, but he, um, he he was born, he had a stroke when he was born. The poor kid was in a wheelchair until he discovered magic. Um, I think his mom took him to see Terry Evanswood here in, you know, in my area outside of Chicago. And this poor kid uh, loved magic so much, uh, he had little control of his left side but magic got him up out of that wheelchair. Uh, he regained control of his, his left side. He can do card slides better than I can. And uh, so he was on the show with us too. And the, the funny 
part of it is, which I'll get to. Um, he was doing the, um, what is it, the chair suspension, the Abbott's chair suspension. He's doing the trick, and, and Dan's peeking out between the curtains, and I'm doing the fog and stuff like that for the uh, for the show, and everything's cool. And um, so the stage crew goes to clear the trick afterwards. One kid grabs one of the chairs. The other kid grabs the other chair with the board attached to oh, it no. and walks off with it. And Dan's like, did you see what I just saw? And I'm like, oh, God. You know, so the trick was essentially exposed to everyone there because the stage crew didn't know what they were doing. Almost like a comedy routine. Oh, my gosh. It's funny. I mean, we look back at it, at it and laugh. <laughs> no, but I mean, I could see I could see that being a comedy routine if you wanted to expose yeah, it on purpose. Well, but golly. It, it was exposing things, but uh, yeah, we had fun. But Dan, uh, Dan was on the show, and we were just, oh, my God, the show ran long. It was just one of those nightmares. That's the problem. A lot of times, because we closed the show many times with the Illusion Acts, I mean, that's you know just kind of the nature of things. But when you're the closing act, many times you have to tighten things up or cut things because the other act's going long, and that's not fair. Right. Um, it's just, you know, the problem is a lot of these other acts don't realize it and they go, oh, man, I was killing it. Yeah, well, you went 50 minutes over time, and you messed up everything else, you know? So it's like, mm, just aggravating. No, but, hey, we've, we've done conventions. We've, we've been closers. Yeah, we, we totally yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, over and over. I mean, yeah. we, we were just at the Houdini convention, the show ran long, but you know what? Everything I did, they ate it up, and no one had to go anywhere. Nobody had anywhere else to go, because uh, they were there for a magic convention. That's awesome. Whereas at Abbott's, it's open to the public, and oh my God, the last time we did the show, show was supposed to be over at 10, we didn't even start till after 10 o'clock, and I'm like, oh my God, you're killing me, but you know, we still, we we went through our thing. I think we did our Twinkie break, but, um, oh, it's just aggravating when that happens. Wow. So. Well, Steve, thank you for being on here today, man. You've been awesome. Yeah. What is, what is the yeah. website? Is it Chesaday.com? Chesaday.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, Steve Chesaday, and, um, yeah, yeah, I try to behave on Facebook. I've been behaving lately, sort of. <laughs> no, you're awesome, dude. I, I said, like I said, man, I love following you, and, I, I'm glad we yeah, talked because yeah. now I understand the whole Twinkie situation. I'm like, the dude just loves yeah, Twinkies. Oh, yeah. That um, no, it's fun. we watched it's that fun. movie the other night. What was the zombie movie? Zombieland. Zombieland. Oh, Woody Harrelson. All he wanted was a Twinkie in the apocalypse, and I'm thinking that's Chesaday right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and, and uh, this is something people don't know. People think that you know the Twinkie does last 20 years or whatever. No, they spoil within like a month. Yeah. You know? They don't last forever. <laughs> well, dude, thank you, thank you, thank you for being on here. Just, uh, yeah, well, I'm glad it worked out. Third, third, third time's a, a try there. Well, I wasn't going to say that, time. but it did take a little bit to get you here. But it was my fault yeah. because I thought you were on East Coast time for some reason, and it, it, it's all worked out, dude. Oh, it's all God, love, man. man. You're awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank no, you for good. doing this. Well, I'm, I'm, it was fun talking with you finally, and uh, good luck with the, the, the twins. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. I'm going to go on a walk. All right, hey, stay on the line real fast. I'm going to do a plug, and yeah, I, I just want to say something real quick it. to you. Uh, we're closing in on a year one of the podcast here. To help us celebrate this milestone, we're having a contest. Go to WesIsley.com, and uh, in the inquiry form, let us know your favorite episode and why. There's no wrong answers. Several winners will be chosen at random, and thanks to Express Copy and Graphics, we'll be giving away logo t-shirts, uh, logo and podcast stickers, and our new Magic Man hats. The contest ends July 7th. And tonight on Jewel TV, they're airing episode 13 from season 2 called The Twins Are Here. It's our birthing episode, but there's nothing crazy to look at. It's all family-friendly, I promise. <laughs> um, Jewel TV is on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, the Jewel TV app, and tons of other places. It's in over 100 million households. All you have to do is look for it. See, See you next, next week. week. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Express Copy and Graphics. Mention promo code Wes Isley to get 10% off. Their website is expresscopy.com. That's X-P-R-E-S-S-C-O-P-Y.com. They do it all. Copies, banners, signs, vehicle wraps, promo items, 
Practically anything you need printed, they can do it for you. These guys are great. Check them out. Check us out online at wesisley.com and patreon.com forward slash Wes underscore Isley for behind-the-scenes videos, blooper videos, never-before-seen footage, discounts on merchandise, magic trick tutorials, and more. That's Wes Isley spelled W-E-S-I-S-E-L-I.